Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Thursday, everyone. I hope you each and every one of you are having a fantastic week. Uh, looks like we have a little delay, uh, but thank you so much for joining. Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers, um, covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career development. I'm your host. I am Coach Walina, and I am on a mission to help everyday leaders lead and live extraordinary lives. I'm so glad that you're uh, all here today. This is uh, an interactive show. So as you're watching live, feel free to comment, introduce yourself, say hello, um, ask your questions, whatever it may be. This week, we are in interview week. So each and every day this week, we have been uncovering um, really useful tips and tools to um, lean in on your interview, how to succeed, how to thrive. Um, yesterday, we had a very special guest. I want to thank her again for joining, Shamika, which is a technical recruiter for the largest search engine in the world. And uh, she gave us some insight from another recruiter's perspective on what it is that she seeks in a candidate and exactly um, some, some tools and tips to prepare um, in that aspect. So today we are talking about how to properly prepare for your next interview. So really want to dive in here today on all of the things that you could possibly be missing out on when it comes to the interview. Now, we have been honing in a lot. Uh, yes, day before yesterday, which was Tuesday, we really honed in on what questions to ask in the interview, um, what questions to expect in the interview. So today we're talking about how to properly prepare. Now, we we uncovered the questions and things like that. So we'll we'll give that a high level because we've already dived deep into that. This is really going to be on the other side of the preparation, um, more so from the mindset shift and then also company perspective. So we will go ahead and get started. Once again, if you have any questions as it pertains to interview week, feel free to chime in on the chat. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, love to answer any questions that you may have as it pertains to that. Okay. So um, first thing we want to talk about is researching the company. You should know everything you can about the company and its culture before you go into your interview. Now, you'll have questions about the, their culture and things like that, but you should be able to do some research on your own to define exactly where, or excuse me, uh, what the values are of the company, what's the mission of the company. It's especially helpful to know about the founders, their history, what they're looking for in a new hire. These are all relevant things to recognize. When you're also looking at, good morning, Tanita, when uh, you're also looking at a company and trying to decide, is this company for you from a career perspective? You also want to look at their their employees. How are they being shown in the marketplace? Um, there are a few websites, of course, that you can look at to, to identify what people are saying. One of the number one websites, of course, if, if you haven't heard, is Glassdoor. They are really being able to tell you what employees, current and former, are saying about that particular brand to help give you a behind the scenes look, as I like to say, on what to what people are saying and, and what to expect in the position. Um, so if you're just now joining, we are in interview week. 
I am uh, pivoting because I'm on two different screens. Um, so I'm on Instagram Live. I'm also on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Entra. So good morning, wherever you're watching this, make sure you are subscribed and following this live uh, so that each and every day that we do this, which is Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, you have the ability to tune in and not miss out on the action. So number two, make sure that your resume and uh, your profile is ready to go. You know, there may have been between your interview and when you created your resume, there may be some updates that need to be done. So it please ensure that you have made it updated as necessary. Make sure your interviewer has a copy of it as well as a copy for yourself to make sure that you can go through it with them together um, in case you need to refer to a particular uh, event at a particular company. Make sure you've done your due diligence. Make sure there's no edit, you know, no grammatical errors. As a recruiter myself, I've been doing this for over a decade. You'd be surprised at how people do not proofread the, what they're putting out into the world for employers to see, um, which is not a good sign. If if you're hiring, if I'm hiring for a particular uh, role and you didn't take the time to make sure a comma was supposed to be somewhere or you misspelled something or whatever the case may be, it's telling me possibly that you're not as detail oriented as we may need. Um, now, there are certain times, you know, I'm not looking for commas per se, but certain things, you know, you do should notice. And uh, that can be a red flag if you didn't catch it. So just be aware of that. Nowadays, there's so many apps that you can use that can um, check your work for you so you don't have to worry about missing anything. So just make sure you take advantage of those free resources. Um, and then again, make sure your resume is aligning, make sure your LinkedIn profile, make sure your Entre profile is aligning to the positions that you are wanting, not the position that you already have. I say this to say many of you are creating profiles for the positions you've already gotten. But if you're looking to level up in your career, you need to shift the narrative. You need to shift the conversation. You've got to now tell a different story of how you are now qualified for that next role. Many times we as individuals do a position prior to actually having the title. It is your job to make sure me as the recruiter or the hiring manager or the decision maker can see that story being told. You don't, don't, accept, don't expect anyone to assume anything. You have to do your due diligence and make sure that you're telling the proper story. This is something I, I cover a lot with my clients because I see it firsthand as a recruiter, the things that are being missed out on, okay? And number three, plan out your questions beforehand. Yesterday, we touched on this with Shamika on the type of questions that we should be asking the interviewer. Make sure you already have those questions lined up and ready to go. Don't be thinking off the top of your head, oh, I'm gonna, I just know what to say. Sometimes you get nervous. Sometimes you get thrown off. Sometimes, you know, things happen. So already have your script, if you will, already planned out as to the questions you want to ask. And that way you stay on track with your conversation. Make sure you have it all written down and prepared. Don't just wing it. Prepare some answers ahead of time. Now, we talked about this on Tuesday, the questions to expect and the answers we would be looking for. So I've given you the blueprint, the template, all you could ask for in that recording. So check out the replays. If you have not um, been able to join it, this is your first time. I've given specific questions that I as a recruiter would ask and the specific answers I as a recruiter am looking for or a hiring manager or decision maker is seeking. I'm telling you from a firsthand knowledge of what my hiring managers are telling me 
what I'm looking for specifically before I want to put you forward to another uh, manager, okay? So prepare those questions, prepare those answers. Remember, you know, the STAR method is going to be your best bet to help guide conversations. Remember, you want to tell them what the overall situation was, what the task was that you now need to achieve, what the action is that you took, and what was the result of your contribution. If you can formulate your questions and your answers to those questions in that format, it'll keep it concise to the point and it won't allow your hiring managers to still be asking, did I get a good gauge? Because that is where a lot of people drop the ball. I talk to hiring managers on a daily basis. The feedback is for some candidates is that, well, I didn't get a good gauge. I don't know if they're good at this or that. They just kept rambling on or they just kept speaking. I, they never answered my actual question. They couldn't dive any deeper. When you're giving a STAR method, it gives you the, the true holistic approach that you took to solving whatever the problem was. You want to make sure that you're telling the entire story. And as I said on Tuesday, you almost want to tell it from the perspective of a child. So, the, so that they fully understand. Now, I say that because you don't want to assume that your hiring manager just knows that you know. The, the hiring manager you. So they have no idea if you're qualified. Just because a piece of paper or your resume that you put together says it, this is the way, the, the interview is a way for them to know for sure. So the things that you say help them recognize, oh yes, they walk the walk and talk the talk as they say. So please ensure that you're taking your time. Don't rush. That's another thing that people do when they get a little nervous. They kind of speed through the answer. Then you're practically out of breath like you ran a marathon. Do not feel the need to have to answer the question in 10 seconds or less. That is not what we're asking for. Take your time. I know it sounds silly. Take a deep breath if you find yourself rushing because then you seem flustered then you'll get a little nervous and then you'll start spiraling. Take your time. This is one human connection to another. No one person is any better than anyone else. They want you. I'm talking to you. They want you. So remember when you are connecting with people, have that confidence where you can pop your collar, as they say, and, and know that you bring yourself to the table. Confidence is something that can't be taught. It, it is acquired as you continue to build a skill and you're confident in your ability to, to do that. Now, if you go into this interview, you should be one step closer to that level of confidence because based on the things that you said on your profile, they now believe that you're qualified. Your job now is to show them that you are. Help them agree with that. Good morning, Brendan. Help them agree with what it is that you're that you're selling them ultimately as far as a, as a um, candidate, whatever that role may be. So don't assume just because your your profile has all the bells and whistles that that's enough. It's not. It is absolutely not enough. So make sure that you are prepared to um, peel the layers of your experience. You need to be continuing to go one step net below the next step. Don't keep talking surface level. They need to know the core of what you know. I hope this is making sense. Is this making sense? Let me know in the chat. Uh, if you have any questions, let me know in the chat as well. 
Number five, consider what you bring to the table. I, I'm adding this one in because it's it's becoming a, um, what's the word I want to use, um, curveball question that a lot of people are unprepared for. If a hiring manager asks you, well, what do you bring to the table that no one else can? You need to be able to know, holding your head up high, your chest out, all of that, me, I bring a, a, a unique skill perspective. My experience doing this makes me know that this is the role for me. I already have plans to make this team better if you're a leader or whatever the case may be. But you need to already have that in mind because this is what's important. You need to be going through the process when you're doing your research on the company. This is how to prepare for the interview. You need to know what they're looking for beyond just the job description. What have they been saying publicly as a, as a corporation about where they're looking to go long-term as a company? You're helping the greater mission as, as a candidate, as an employee, you're helping the greater mission of the corporation's goal. So when, when if you are provided that question in reference to what is it that um, you know you bring to the table that no one else is bringing to the table, you need to be asking yourself, okay, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I bring this. I noticed that th your goals over the next five years is X, Y, and Z. And that's my sweet spot. That's where I get excited. That's where I know I can shine. This is what I plan to do. The level of confidence that you exude knowing without a shadow of a doubt that you bring that to the table already are a couple of gold stars. That is, these are the things that the hiring managers want to hear. They don't, don't want to hear the ums and the uhs and the, I don't know, or the, the hesitation. The more you go through this and practice makes perfect. I'm not saying your very first interview, you're going to knock it out of the park, but practice makes perfect. The, the clients that I, I, I work with on a one-on-one on a, a -on -one basis or in my group coaching program, that is something we really hone in on about practice makes perfect. We do mock interview coaching, um, but I also encourage them to do interviews with companies they don't intend to take. Why? If you're asking why, practice makes perfect. And it's always nice to interview with a company you don't intend to take the offer with because it takes that layer of anxiety away or fear because then you're like, well, I mean, I'm not really looking for this position. So it's just a conversation. You continue to practice your pitch, how you respond, what it is people are looking for. You have the ability to do that when you practice. Some of you may say, oh, I don't have the, the funds to invest in a coach. How can I do this for free? That is my advice to you. Say yes to some positions you don't that you or some companies that you wouldn't typically do uh, work for because it gives you now the opportunity to lean in more. Again, practice that pitch. Practice makes perfect. OK, so make sure that you're, you're leaning in on this. I wanted to carry over the conversation that we had yesterday since we ran out of time, since we had our guest um, of, of um, questions that you should be asking the interviewer. So I do want to add that in there before we wrap up today. Um, one of the questions that I wanted to point out, what do you like best about working here? These are questions that I would be asking the interviewer. 
typically when you're going through the interview process, there's multiple interviews that you're going through. These are some of these questions you can ask to each and every one of them. This is one that I would. What do you like best about working here? If you notice this person has been here five years, if you've noticed this person's been here six months, whatever the case may be, you need to ask, what keeps you coming back? You've been here five years. Can you tell me what is it that makes you excited about continuing to come back? Pay attention to how they respond. Pay attention to the nonverbal cues that they're, they're providing to you as well. If you're on that Zoom call, make sure you're paying attention to how they're responding. It's just as much, much about what they say as much as it is about what they are not saying. Okay? What is one thing you feel is missing from the team that the person filling this role can provide or should provide? Allow that hiring manager to really stretch their own mind muscle of identifying what is missing from my team. This also helps you identify what type of team it is. Now, for me, it is a red flag if a company tells me, oh, we're so behind and we just need we just need support. We're just behind the eight ball. That's a red flag for me because you didn't prepare. That means you're not preparing in advance. That could mean I'm not set up for success because now that behind the, the eight ball is now going to be on my shoulders, even though I just got here. So make be mindful of what they're saying. That should be impact on your decision making because they told you what they told you. You don't want to go into an into the job after you said yes and you're like, I'm so overwhelmed and they got all this work and da 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 da. da. And then you reflect back to what they said in the interview. They told you what it was. You just were listening. So make sure you're paying attention to all of the things that are being said, not just the money, not just the dollars and cents. But what are they saying about the role? Where are they in this in in the team? Okay, um, you you definitely need to be asking what is the next step in the process and when can I expect to hear from you? You need after. I told you this yesterday. I'll say it again today in case there are new people that have joined. Make sure the very last question you ask before what's next in the process is, is this, is there anything in my resume or the conversation that we had today that makes you feel I would not be a fit for this role? This gives you one final shot to sell yourself, to overcome objections. If they provide you an objection, well, I was a little concerned you didn't have, you you know, I didn't know if we had this or that and the other. This gives you the chance to say, well, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I do. And in this, in the company that I work for, this is what I did. Okay. So make sure you ask that question. And then once you're done, once they've given you your answer, you say, what's the next steps in the process? When can I expect to hear from you? How quickly are you looking to fill this role? You want to give them a deadline, but make it make it seem like it was their deadline. So when can I expect to hear from you? Oh, well, you know, it'll be a couple of days. So let's say today's Thursday. Okay, so I'll hear from you Monday. Yes, you'll hear from me Monday. Well, I look forward to hearing from you on Monday. You need to set expectations that can be met so that you can both agree. If I don't hear from you on Monday, on Tuesday, I'm going to follow up. Don't just leave it hanging. I'll talk to you later. And then you're waiting by the phone, wondering, did I do good? Did I not do good? When are they going to call me? I have no idea. Don't do that. Don't set yourself up for failure. Set yourself up for success.
right? Set those expectations for yourself. So let's take a look at the chat. I had a manager ask me why I chose the company and I reminded her that she chose me, She was an, you know, which was an opportunity for her to share with me what she saw that led her to referring her, uh, referring me to the hiring manager and her team. Looking forward, I will put these things into practice. Point, thank you so much for bringing that up. Uh, when you're reflecting on that question, they still want to know that you're interested in the role. Even if you reached out to them, I'm sure, you know, let's say it wasn't same day interview, let's say a couple days have passed, they want to know you've at least looked them up, at least through through their name in Google, right? You can still say, you know, I, you know, they re you guys reached out to me. I have heard about you though, and I'm really excited about this conversation. Can you tell me more? Simple and sweet, but still make them know. It, it's as if you're trying to date someone, right? No one wants to be wants to feel like, well, I didn't even know you existed. They're going to be like, oh, okay, well, let me rush through this interview. At least, you know, you got to still put put those feelers out there of saying, okay, yeah, you know, I've heard great things about you. I'm really excited to learn more about the company. Okay, so make sure you're giving, giving that. Good morning, Nicole. Uh, let's see if we have any more questions. Thank you, Mary. So just some announcements as we close out today. Uh, once again, Talent Acquisition Week is next week. Um, if you're in the talent acquisition space looking to improve in your craft, July 25th through July 29th is going to be Talent Acquisition Week. I'm going to be one of the speakers. I'm going to be talking about engagement with your ideal uh, candidates, with your audience, how to gain more candidates. So if you have not already signed up for this event, please feel free to do so. Go to talentacquisitionweek.com. This show is sponsored by Career Boss Academy. We have just launched, launched, excuse me, our next 30-day program, a practical guide to getting more job offers in 30 days. This program is for people who are in the market, not quite getting the results that they want to, not getting the offers that they know they deserve and need that boost of support to help get there. This is the answer for that. If that's something you're looking for, this is the answer. It's going to teach you how to attract ideal opportunities without having to go back to school, um, how to dominate your marketplace faster using my signature framework, and how to become a recruiter magnet from the recruiter. So if you are looking for that information, uh, the link up in my bio will take you to yourfavoritecareercoach.com where you can sign up or feel free to message me directly. I have opened up scholarship opportunities for this program, but it is op open only to a select few because this is a, a paid program. Uh, but I've decided to offer some scholarship opportunities to those in need um, just because I know it's benefit to, to everyone who participates. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me directly. Once again, thank you so much for joining Ladder Talk Live. I am your host, Coach Walina. We are here Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye.